Hello, and welcome to the Married Christian Sex Podcast, a ministry of MarriedChristianSex.com, which is written by El Fury and Sexy Corte. My name is Mr. Blank, and I'm your host for the podcast. Today's episode is titled, Can We Blank? And if you search for that term on the website, you'll find the blog post that goes with this episode. If this marriage ministry is beneficial to you, please share it with one of your friends. Are there any sexual limits or boundaries in a Christian marriage? Longtime readers of our blog may not be surprised that the short answer is no. But of course, there are a few caveats worth discussing. In general, God has given us a wide field of freedom that is fenced in with a few rules for our protection. Some of the rules are precise and explicit. For example, do not commit adultery. While some of the other rules require discretion, for example, love your neighbor as yourself. Here are four principles that will guide your thinking about what is allowed sexually in your marriage. Number one, sex in marriage must involve only the married couple. The only sex that pleases God is sex between a married husband and wife. Spouses cannot agree between themselves to bring other people into their sexual relationship. Any sexual practices that involve anyone other than the husband and the wife are sinful. There are numerous passages in the Bible that command adherence to monogamy. For example, consider the post on our website about Proverbs 5 titled, Be Intoxicated Always in Her Love. You can also look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4 and Proverbs 7. Principle number two. Sex and marriage must be consensual. The Bible is pretty heavy on love and humility, and there's no place for non-consensual sexual activity in a loving relationship between humble spouses. You're free to play at non-consensual sex if both spouses desire it, as long as it's play that is founded on real consent. Power exchanges like bondage play can be quite fun, and you can find posts on that topic on our website. As long as this is play, Consider Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, and 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Principle number 3. Sex in marriage must be satisfying for both spouses. Sex in your marriage must satisfy your sexual needs and the needs of your spouse. One aspect of satisfaction is frequency. Sex needs to be as frequent as is required for each spouse to avoid temptation into sexual immorality. When one spouse is feeling angsty, the other spouse must satisfy that need to the extent possible given health and distance and other circumstances. Each spouse must also make a good faith effort to satisfy the other's specific sexual desires as long as those desires don't violate one of the other bullet points in this episode. Not every sexual activity needs to be the favorite of both spouses. It's okay to do things that your spouse might enjoy more than you do. The point of this principle is that Overall, your sex life should be mutually satisfying to both of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 3-5 through 5 says, The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Principle number four. Sex in marriage must be done in faith. It's beyond the scope of this episode to explore the topic exhaustively, 
but consider Paul's teaching about eating food offered to idols in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Some of the Corinthians believed it was a sin to eat such food, while others knew that the idols had no spiritual power, and that therefore the food offered to the idols was no different from any other food. Paul instructs each person to follow his conscience with regards to such food, but to be careful that the strong do not cause the weak to stumble. Applying this principle to sex, as long as you don't violate an explicit command, as described in the points above, you can have sex however you want in your marriage, but don't push your freedom on others and thereby cause them to stumble. You can also look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 18-21, through 21, and Titus chapter 1, verse 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, 8-9 through 9 says, However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as if it is really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. At our website, we get a lot of emails asking, can we do X? Can we do Y? Can we do Z? The purpose of this episode is to give couples a framework that they can use to decide those questions for themselves. As long as the activity is only between spouses, is consensual, meets both spouses' needs, and is done in faith, then the answer is yes, you can do it. In fact, our prayer is that as your marriage matures spiritually, you will agree with each other to push back your boundaries and enjoy the full breadth of sexual freedom that God has given you in your marriage. Finally, El Fury and Sexy Corte want to give you one personal recommendation. No matter what exciting and novel sexual activities you try, don't forget to prioritize traditional penis-in-vagina intercourse. Freshness and experimentation are great fun, but don't overcomplicate your sex life and miss out on simple intimacy. God's plan is for you and your spouse to have an amazing sex life together. Music provided by Cunning Gnome under the Creative Commons license.